You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And we are back, and we are very lucky to have the Executive Director of the Business Improvement District, Gabrielle Gould, with us to talk about Amherst Business. Hello, Gabrielle. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm great, and I'm really uh, grateful to you for being here in studio to talk about, well, something that we all care a lot about. Thank you so much for having me. We love Amherst. Um, we do. We do. And uh, the business community in Amherst is an important one. I was struck by the fact that you have a very small vacancy rate in Amherst. You have a lot of new businesses coming. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, um, everybody weathered the same pandemic. Um, we were very lucky during the pandemic. We created a micro-grant and resiliency fund and were able to support a lot of our small businesses with actual financial grants. I started with the wrong question. I All should right. have asked, what <laughs> is the Business Improvement District and what's its relationship between the Chamber of Commerce? Sure. Okay, so the Business Improvement District is a district, literally a 1.3-mile uh, radius of businesses. It is um, funded by the stakeholders, so therefore the business, the building owners, the landowners of the town. Um, and our mission is to support small businesses, to create a vibrant downtown, uh, marketing, beautification. Um, our team goes out at 5 o'clock every morning and cleans up all the streets so when people come downtown, they have a nice place to be. If you see flowers, if you see holiday lights, if you see anything beautiful in downtown Amherst, it's usually my office that is responsible for it. Um, the bid itself created the Downtown Amherst Foundation. Um, which has since created the Drake. Um, the foundation's mission is to create arts and culture and build arts and culture on Amherst uh, for visitors and community members alike. Um, and during the pandemic, that organization was the organization that pivoted into the micro-grant and resiliency fund that really helped us keep our downtown alive. Now, the chamber partnered with us during that period of time um, for the micro-grant and resiliency funds during the pandemic. And the Chamber and the bid, we do share offices. We share a lot of connectivity. Uh, we partner a lot on events, on being creative, and on working on behalf of small businesses, whether it's at the state level or the local level. But the Chamber is a member organization, so businesses buy into the Chamber and are supported by the Chamber in return, whereas I support all of our businesses based on the stakeholders being able to keep me going. And I do want to return to the vacancy rate uh, that I interrupted you when you were talking about. That's okay. But, but I want people to understand that a district, it's like a sewer district. It's a, it's a legislatively created uh, municipal. I like how he went to don't, sewer. Don't, don't, don't call the bid a sewer. <laughs> how about more like an arts and cultural district? Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> and, and in that regard, uh, just to follow up on what Buzz was asking about, is the Amherst bid typical of bids? I mean, Northampton has a bid. A lot of places have bids. Unfortunately, Northampton doesn't have a bid. It did. It did. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it did have a bid, which was wonderful. And you, um, here in Northampton, it is my understanding, and I wasn't here at the time, but it is my understanding that a couple of landlords, um, one that owned a lot of music venues, didn't like the bid. So they fought really hard to disband the oh, bid. Oh, there was a legal claim. Yeah, legal there was claim. something. Um, but then you had Amy Cahillane. I think I'm saying her name right and she did the Downtown Northampton Association, and she was just an incredible powerhouse and did a lot of what the bid does. And she's now um, up in Greenfield. She right? is. She's up in Greenfield. Um, but I, I think Northampton would benefit greatly from a bid, and I think it would. I think it's time, especially now that certain landlords are not the main players, that maybe Northampton wants to look at doing that. Right. You remind me, the bid was dissolved because of a legal claim as to how it was formed. Exactly. Te technical legal 
legal claim, and then the Downtown Northampton Association essentially took its place. Yeah, um, but it does help to be a legislatively protected body um, because you have a lot more, um, well, you have a lot more capacity because, of course, you have stakeholders paying in, but also when we sit down with the governor, when we sit down with, like, Mass EOHead, um, Mott, Mass Office of Tourism, we're really, our voices are heard and we're strong. Are we a typical bid? I think during the pandemic, we stepped out of typical and we really went into, you know, going back to your vacancy rate. Bids normally don't fill spaces. Um, I, I joke that I'm not a real estate agent by any claim, but um, part of the reason why we do have such a low vacancy rate is I really have looked at the town as a whole and I've worked with the landlords to curate and really be very specific about the businesses that we're looking to bring in and the the business owner. So we've, we've kind of gone above and beyond beyond in terms of our small business mentorship and our um, real estate agent profile of going in and finding the right tenants for the right properties. Well, Director Gabrielle Gould, when we talk about downtown Amherst, mm-hmm. Amherst isn't that big. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, tiny. <laughs> it's pretty tiny. Are, are we talking about all businesses throughout Amherst? So I have about 120, 130 of first floor storefronts, which isn't small. Um, and that is when I say a 3% vacancy rate. Those are the storefronts that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the commercial, um, uh, community facing, you know, normal business hour, restaurant, retail, you know, that type of thing, uh, not for profits. Um, all of Amherst itself, we're going Mill District, we're going, you know, South Amherst. Um, we are seeing a lot of growth in all of our areas. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, you look at what Cinda Jones is doing over in the Mill District. She just opened an incredible coffee shop. She's got some new businesses coming in, being announced in the next couple of months. So I think we, I'm a big believer in why I say Northampton should get a bid. I really, truly believe that all ships rise with the tide, and that this is the Valley's moment. I believe that all of us are coming up. I mean, there's great stuff happening in Northampton um, and all over Amherst. So when I look at Belchertown, Amherst, Sunderland, Northampton, East Hampton, I'm like, okay, the more we're all doing, you know, the indoor, you know, skate park over in East Hampton, that's an incredible boon to all of us. So I really look at everything like, how do we all come up together? By the way, you have a beautiful website. It's a really interesting website. I really learned a lot reading... Uh, within it, I was, and, and you mentioned the Drake. Yeah, I was there when Drake opened. Uh, like I think the first three three nights that it was yep. open. And so um, wait, Dinosaur Junior or Regina Carter? I, I was well, it was um, or Jazz. It was Jazz? Yeah, Jazz. Awesome. Jazz. Oh, Paul yeah. Arcelanian. Yeah, Paul fantastic. Arcelanian, the Green Street Trio, yep. and and their guest. Uh, and I'm a huge fan for ten years of of them and what they do. And when the Drake opened, uh, I just was so happy to see so many people in downtown Amherst. Excited to be in downtown Amherst and stopping and getting a bite to eat before they went to that extraordinary club where you really don't need uh, a cover and you get to see top flight music yeah. from all over the country at the Drake. It's really a beautiful thing. That came from new money. Yeah. Um, so during the pandemic, I was downtown. Um, most people you know, got to take some time off. We went to work every day. And um, the building that the Drake is now in had been empty since pre-pandemic. And I was upstairs in that space. And it, was, it had been a pool hall with a huge bar. And I called um, the owner of the building. And I said, hey, what if I turn this into a live music venue? You know, Do you think you'd work with me? I think we could do this on a nonprofit level. Um, I sat down with John Kuhn, uh, who Kuhn Riddle Architects. And he walked through it. And I said, what if we 
tore down all the small walls? What if we move the bar? Like, what, what could this be? You know, acoustics. We brought in engineers from Boston for acoustics. We brought in... sound in the drink. Thank you. It is, it is, I like to say it is acoustically pristine. Um, and we also have the most incredible production manager known to mankind, which I'm very lucky for. So yeah, so we basically, I, we sketched out some numbers. We sketched out a proposal. Um, I put the proposal out to the state. I put it out to McGovern. I put it out to the town of Amherst, Paul Bockelman. Um, I did a patronicity fundraiser and within 18 months of literally me scribbling notes down on a piece of paper we opened the drake in april um having raised 1.3 million dollars to completely rebuild it um and to front a great lineup of artists and um pay the rent for a long time so and for those who don't know it is indeed a great lineup of artists and uh, throughout the week every week it's it, the drake is an extraordinary resource um mm-hmm. that we all should enjoy um and it does stimulate amherst i, I want to ask about all these businesses, particularly the 20 new businesses in, in Amherst, that either mm-hmm. opened or are coming online um, in less than a couple of years, um, they, how many of them are, we, well, let me catch my breath and ask the question. We're talking about Amherst, Massachusetts, which is a community that prides itself on uh, diversity and equity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you do as a, a business improvement district to make sure that you create an environment where uh, minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, LGBTQ plus businesses, where the owners feel safe in coming to uh, invest a lot of money in pursuing their dreams. Yeah. So I'll start with Amherst uh, downtown. Both 70% of our businesses are LGBTQ plus BIPOC or woman owned businesses. So um, we already have a really nice, you know, group. I will second with uh, entrepreneurship is probably one of the most difficult things to do in the world. And small businesses are, you know, at the top. I mean, it's what is it? You know, there's a study 60% of restaurants close within the first year. Um, Retail is just getting harder and harder. So one One of the things that we do as an office is we tell more people not to open a business than we tell to open a business. Mm. Um, We sit down with people and we're we're very, you know, dry. We're like, what is your business plan? Where is your funding coming from? Do you understand? You know, because what will happen is a lot of people will say, I have a passion, I have a drive, and I want to open this. I want to open a restaurant. Here's the location I want to open it in. And the first thing we do is go into the location and we say, okay, there's no hood system. There's no ansel system. That's, you know, $150,000 dollars right off the bat. Where's the money coming from? Oh, I'm going to beg, borrow, steal. I'm going to put my entire life's, you know, savings on the line and I'm going to, you know, remortgage my house. Um, We try in our best way to say, maybe we wait for a space that was already a business that's going to cost less. Maybe we look at you looking at a longer business plan. Maybe we hook you up with, you know, um, Valley CDC or like other organizations that can help you. Um, Because the last thing we want to do is see someone put all of their passion, all their blood, sweat and tears into opening something that is unsustainable because money wasn't there to begin with. Um, So when we're talking about making it friendly, we're, we're blunt and we're honest about what it takes. And I come from a place where I've been a serial entrepreneur. I've owned my own businesses. And I know how I've opened businesses. I have closed businesses. I have sold businesses. And I know the levels of heartbreak. And I know that you come in, you can have the best idea in the world, but if you don't have the backing and the funding and the staff to make that work, it's not going to work. So I start with that. Um, Whether you are red, blue, green, black, whatever your background is, I'm like, let's get really honest about what it takes to open a business and sustain a business in today's economy. 
in Amherst, is there a community of businesses that is, do uh, existing restaurant owners feel that new competition is not a good thing for their business, or do they collaborate in a way that, uh, well, what's the answer? I don't know if I can say that businesses collaborate, mainly because the majority of our businesses are mom and pop owned, and they are working 24-7. If you walk into most of the restaurants in downtown Amherst, whether it's Miss Saigon or Arigatos or Asteria Vespa or Pasti Basta, the owners are there. They are in the kitchen. They are in the front of the house. So there's not really a lot of time for them to like step outside of that and, you know, collaborate or communicate. Um, I don't think that we have an ill will in our community of new businesses. I think most of the restaurant tours and the retail get very excited when something new is coming on. Because again, building Amherst or rebuilding Amherst, as I like to say, I'm trying to create a destination worthy location where you come for more than one thing. You come for a weekend because there's that much to offer you. You're there for Dickinson. You're there for the Amherst Cinema. You're there for the Drake. And you're there to eat globally at all these incredible restaurants and to look at these really small, unique boutiques that are experience-driven and you know support those businesses. Um, so it's a longer goal. Anybody who loves Amherst is loving this conversation. We're talking to Executive Director of the Business Improvement District in Amherst, Gabrielle Gould. We're going to continue this conversation. I'm going to ask about uh, diversity, equity, inclusion in terms of the patrons who come to businesses in Amherst. And I also want to ask you about online competition for retail Mm. stores. We'll be right back. Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. We continue our conversation with Gabrielle Gould, who is the executive director of the Amherst Business Improvement District, the BID. Want to spend 10 seconds here to make sure we clarify that the DNA, the Downtown Northampton Association, is alive and well with a new interim director and a very strong board of directors, and it continues its work similar to the bid uh, here in Northampton. We want to talk to Amy Gould about DEI. So, Buzz, you had a question. Yes, Gabrielle. Uh, so uh, in terms of DEI, d- diversity, equity, and inclusion, we, t- we talked about the fact that 70% of the businesses are owned by uh, either BIPOC or LGBTQ or uh, women-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. But what about the patrons who... Go there. How do you how do you ensure a safe experience for people who, well, might not fit the the perfect profile in terms of what people normally look like? 
I mean, I think Amherst itself is an actively trying community in terms of um, making it clear that we enjoy and embrace our diversity. From where I stand, I try and do as many events and happenings throughout town and at the Drake that are um, either free or, you know, very... Um, you know, very, very accessible. And, and that is for everybody. Um, you know, and I think that that's a very important thing. Um, in terms of building our businesses, you know, of course, always when new businesses come in that are owned by people in the BIPOC community, that that just shows, you know, such, you know, openness to where we are. So I think White Lion Brewery is a great example. We've got Ray who owns White Lion and founded that in Springfield. You've got Marcus Camby coming in all the time as like this incredible, um, you know, athlete and, you know, member of the UMass community. So I think we're always trying to make it very clear that our programming, whether it's at the cinema or the Drake or the library, um, everything that we're doing in Amherst is about inclusivity. Can we do better as a community? Can I do better as a bid director, absolutely. There's always room for improvement, and there's always room for listening and growth. And well, I do encourage people to look at your website at the Amherst uh, Thank you. Uh, bid because it uh, it makes it clear that it's a a real commitment and a priority yeah. for the bid. This is Dan. Uh, since I live in Amherst, uh, can you tell us uh, how you can get more people to spend money? In downtown businesses, we hear a lot about people shopping online. Talk about that importance and what the bid uh, tries to do. Yeah, I mean, I think as human beings, we need to take responsibility for ourselves, right? So it's like, um, you know, we see the loss of a store, whether it's, you know, Acme here or something that we've lost in Amherst. And, you know, I, I saw lamentations on Facebook. It's like, oh, Amazon is doing this to us. Amazon is an, it's a, it's a behemoth. It's an issue. Jeff Bezos is doing just fine. So if you actually have free will and the ability to purchase, um, why not really look to do that in a small way? Um, over the holidays, we came up with shops, uh, gift small, uh, shop local, you know? Um, and by that, we don't mean that, you know, you're giving, you know, inexpensive, cheap gifts. It's like, you know, what is that jewelry from a local jeweler that is so different from buying something off of the Amazon? We are a click add to cart, repeat society. We've gotten very good at that. And Amazon's gotten so amazing that if you buy something literally before noon today, it's at your doorstop before five, but you're missing that experience. You're missing that human interaction. And I know that the shops that have just opened in Amherst, whether it's Art of Intimates or Julie Nolan or Mary Moore or Botanica, you are walking in and you are dealing with a shopkeep. You are dealing with an individual human that is so passionate about what they do and they're curating their stores in a way that you're never going to see out there and they will walk you through whether it's buying, um, you know, a nightgown or a lingerie piece or a home good piece um, or that incredible piece of jewelry that's going to stay with you. And those are legacy pieces. So I think experience driven and I think he, we have human will. Um, we get to decide what to do with our money and getting out of your car and walking up and down the streets of Northampton or Amherst or in East Hampton and shopping at those local mom and pop stores. Um, we've all seen the meme. Every shopkeep, when you make a purchase, does a little dance of happiness jeff bezos is not dancing in happiness for you but your shop keeps are here here boy I, that, that's as articulate a uh, that's my philosophy <laughs> i hate going to amazon yeah. i do it as a very last resort yeah. when i can't yeah. find it and i wish we had more time but we don't because what i'd like to do gabrielle gold is have you back again i also want to talk about the malls yeah that we have these mom and pop stores that you're talking about but yeah. we also have large franchised yeah, or we've got big box yeah big box yeah. nearby um so uh tell us what anything new and exciting that the bid has planned in way of an event well i'd love to see everybody come down on 
Saturday, February 3rd, we have our fourth annual Fire and Ice Festival. This year is going to be even bigger and even better. We've got Matica Circus performing fire. We've got ice sculptures being sculpted. We've got hot cocoa. Um, we've got fire pits going, so s'more kits available. And we are looking forward to seeing everybody. I believe it's 2 to 8 p.m. and it will culminate with a luminaria of a maze of light. Wow, it sounds like the place to be. And if you go to the BIDS website, you can find nine other major public events that are happening downtown. Thank you so much, Gabrielle Gold, not just for being with us, but for what you do. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Hey, shop local. Thank you. Have a great day. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg on WHMP.